Welcome to your Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show report. My name is Jake Fenner, and here we are after yet another edition of De Klassiker, Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund in probably what was the closest matchup between these two teams that we have seen so far. It's been the closest game between the two of them that I personally have seen in a very long time, and so for that, I am thankful. But at the end of the day, it was as what we hoped for and as for what we expected from this one. We expected intensity. We expected a good game. It is not something we have seen in a long time Especially in this game, especially at this venue, Bayern hasn't lost a game at the Allianz Arena coming into this game in their last six attempts from Borussia Dortmund to try to break that streak. So they were coming into this game hoping that they would do that, and they started off very well. In the second minute, two minutes in, Erling Haaland scored. Boa had a deflection of a cross which... It looked like it kind of came from the wings. To me, it seemed like it looked like a pass from Royce in uh, to Holland. Holland tried to chest it down, but it went back to Mahmoud Dahoud, and he passed it back to Holland. Turned, slipped off of his defender, who was Jerome Boateng. We will get to Boateng a little bit later because something big happened with him, but. In this one, Holland took a shot. It looked like it deflected off of Boateng's leg and went into the net. Two minutes in, 1-0 to Borussia Dortmund. Seven minutes later, a beautiful run from Nico Schultz off of a beautiful switched ball from former Bayern Munich Academy and first-team player Emre Chan. Switched the ball over to Schultz. Schultz ran beautifully into the box. Low cross into Torgan Hazard. He slips it underneath, I believe, either Boateng or Alaba. And it finds the legs of Holland, who converts it again. 2-0 in under 10 minutes. 26th minute, however. Robert Lewandowski uh, scores his first goal of the day off of an assist from Leroy Sané. Beautiful build-up down the Bayern Munich right wing. Sané dribbles past Schultz, and then he utterly rinses him. He destroys him, cuts inside. Low ball to Lewandowski with a tap-in to make it 1-2. to two. Uh, Penalty decision in the 43rd minute. Uh, Mahmoud Dahoud pokes the ball away from Kingsley Coman, who is in the box, but unfortunately for him, he steps on Kingsley Coman's foot. It did not take long for VAR to correctly give this one a penalty decision. Uh, and Stepping up to that one is Robert Lewandowski, so obviously that meant that that was 2-2. And that's how we went into the half. Coming out of the half, there was an interesting decision, an interesting no-call. Uh, Marco Royce dribbling into the box. There was a little bit of jockeying for the ball and a little bit of contact outside of the box between Royce and Leon Goretzka, but Goretzka kind of tackles him to the ground. I personally thought that on a second look that that should be called a penalty, uh, and it probably would have been given to Marco Royce, and unfortunately for Dortmund fans, that was not given. Uh, Erling Haaland got taken off at the 59th minute. It looks like he picked up a 
a little bit of a knock. We're not sure about how serious it is. I It didn't look to be that big. He didn't look to be that much in pain, uh, but he got taken off early, and that kind of set the tone for how the rest of this game played out. Byron seemed very in control from that point on, and the same could not be said for Borussia Dortmund, who really just seemed to sit back and let Byron come at them as much as they possibly wanted to. Uh, Kingsley Coleman got taken off at the 66th minute for Serge Gnabry. Uh, Dortmund used all five subs this game. They brought on Julian Brandt for Torgen Hazard, Stefan Tigis for Erling Haaland, as I mentioned, in the 59th minute. In the 68th minute, Matteo Mori came on for Dan Axel Zagadou, who came back for the first time after a long injury. Uh, Thomas Delaney comes off at the same time for Jude Bellingham. In the 70th minute, it looked like Jerome Boateng, as he was stretching to deflect a ball away from a Dortmund attacker. I'm pretty sure it was Tigis, but I'm not exactly sure who it was. He stretched a little too long. It looks like he hurt uh, either his left quad or possibly even worse, his left hamstring. He gets taken off at the 70th minute for Javi Martinez. We got to hope that he's okay from that point on. 76th minute, Marco Royce comes off. Renier, the Dortmund loney uh, from Real Madrid, comes on to this game. And the entire second half, I would say the first 30 minutes were not that intense. And then the final 15 was just Bayern pressing up the field, poking and prodding and trying to find a goal. And then 88th minute, uh, Joshua Kimmich puts a cross into the box from the right wing. Uh, Thomas Meunier, who did not have a good game. And Dortmund fans will admit, Meunier did not have a good game. He tries to keep the ball away from Robert Lewandowski, but instead it lands right at the feet of Leon Goretzka, who launches it one time into the left side of the net, past a diving Marvin Hitz, 3-2 to Bayern Munich in the 88th minute, and then a consolation goal, Robert Lewandowski trying to chase Gerd Müller's record for most goals in a season, gets a hat trick. A beautiful long ball from Alfonso Davies from, I would say, like 40 yards away, sent long and far into the Dortmund box. Lewandowski cleans it up, makes it 4-2, a hat trick for him, and that would be your final score, 4-2 to two at the Allianz Arena. Bayern Munich coming into this game was second in the Bundesliga table after a win today from RB Leipzig put them up top by one point, 53-52. But after this game, Bayern is now on top with 55 points in the league. Borussia Dortmund needed this game to really kind of inspire them for the rest of their season. They did not win this game. They are sixth with 39 points. That's right. 24 games in, and Borussia Dortmund are not even in a Champions League spot. That is terrifying for me if I was a Dortmund fan. If I was Marco Rosa, I'd be a little concerned considering how good this team looks to be on paper in terms of the talent on the roster. But as has been the case in a couple of these last few games, Dortmund collapse late 
Bayern end up winning 4-2, to at least in the case of games that are not played at the Allianz Arena, because in the last few games played at the Allianz Arena, they have not been close. They have not been close at all, and I loved this game. That's my first observation from this game. This was a fantastic game. Even if Bayern ended up losing this game, I would say this. This was a fantastic game. There were good calls. There were bad calls. It was close for a majority of it. Dortmund went up early. Bayern drew it at the half, and then the entire second half was just intensity that we have not seen, I would argue, since the time of Jurgen Klopp at Dortmund, this was exactly what was needed for this rivalry. This was exactly what was needed for Der Klassiker, and I loved watching this game from the beginning to the end. It was intense, and I loved it. And Bayern really have not been pressed that much. I haven't considered Bayern to be really pressed much in a game since... PSG, at least in terms of in terms of teams on a similar level to Bayern Munich. So this game to me was a breath of fresh air into this rivalry. It was a rivalry that I thought was really kind of dying away. And I think anyone looking back on this game that didn't see it and just decided to look at the scoreline would probably say that this just continues that. But this game was close. This was a great game and I loved watching it. That was my first point. My second point a little bit more on that. This was the first game ever broadcast on ABC in the United States, and that is a huge thing. We were hoping that Bundesliga games were going to get broadcast on main network ESPN, on main network ABC, and we finally had that, and it was the biggest game. Interesting, though. I wrote an article about this, about the announcement that ESPN made that the Bundesliga, that this game was going to be broadcast on ABC. One of the decisions that this uh, team at ESPN decided to make was to do a star cam, right? An alternate feed of this game focusing on two players exactly, Alfonso Davies and Giovanni Reina. Alfonso Davies started and played all 90 minutes. Giovanni Reyna was not even in the reserves. He was injured. So that's incredibly unfortunate for ESPN to have made that decision, to have gambled on him even being in the starting lineup. And I pointed out, he's only been in the starting lineup two of Dortmund's last five games coming into this. He's played in four of the last five, and now he didn't even come up and play in this one. So a bit unfortunate. A bit unlucky for ESPN, but great commentary the entire time from Taylor Twelman and Derek Ray. They did a great job covering this game. Both of them said Dare Classicer so many times that if you were playing a Dare Classicer drinking game, you would have been drunk by the 15th minute. But it was fun. It was intense. And they built it up well, and they presented it well. So I, as a fan, loved that. So great job from them. Great job from ESPN. Great job from ABC. I want to give credit to a couple of Dortmund players who I think really made this game as fun as it was, right? I want to start with Mahmoud Dahoud. He's shown me that he might probably be Borussia Dortmund's next captain. He did a fantastic job. He was leading the team from the midfield. He was leading the team forward. He was kind of in the same position that Thomas Müller plays in, in terms of Dortmund's lineup, right? He, with the exception of one foul, 
one foul does not define him for the rest of this game, does not define him for the rest of his career. And it was an unfortunate one, right? Like, he poked the ball away. He did a good job. But if his legs were any longer, his foot would have been in front of Kingsley Coman's foot as opposed to landing right on top of it. And that's really where the penalty comes up. Uh, the second person I want to shout out is Erling Haaland because I really believe that if Haaland didn't get pulled off at the, really the 60th minute from injury, this would have been a much closer game. Haaland is a faster player than uh, Tigish was, and I saw a number of chances from Dortmund at the end that would have been more deadly had Erling Haaland been on the field. So that's rather unfortunate. I think this probably could have been a game that ended 3-3. If Haaland was on, if Haaland was healthy, it probably could have been a 3-3 game. It probably deserved to be a 3-3 game. And it's just unfortunate that that didn't take place. Another player that I want to shout out uh, just quickly is Julian Brandt because he has not had that great of a season. Uh, he will even admit that, but he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good today. I'm very happy whenever Julian Brandt comes on. Uh, he's one of my favorite Dortmund players out there, so I'm glad that he did well in this game. Uh, a bit sad that Jude Bellingham didn't make more of an impact, but he is young. He still has a lot more time to do this. Uh, Mats Hummels. Fantastic job from him, uh, captaining the defense. He did a great job on the back line for the most part, uh, especially at the end, right? Because basically from the 77th minute to the 88th minute, Bayern was just parked in Dortmund's half, and Dortmund parked a bus in return. And they did a great job keeping Bayern out. Uh, and that'll bring me to the Bayern players and what I thought of their performance. I want to start with Leroy Sané. He did a better job than what normally I have expected of him, at least in this first year. He rinsed uh, Nico Schultz, as I mentioned, to help get that first assist, but I have to say he put a lot of interesting balls into the box that did not come up with anything. Now, I want to give him credit, right? Creativity is good. We like creativity. We want to see players poking at the defense, trying to find holes, right? But there were just so many opportunities that Sané tried to create that either went right to Dortmund defenders or put people in impossible positions to score. So, I don't know. That's just, that's a bit unfortunate from him. And it's not like, oh, you did a bad job and I expected better. But it's definitely a case of... It should have uh, it should have been a bit of a better performance, right? I'm not saying that he should hold on to the ball longer because he does that enough, but if you look and think to pass it to the right people, to different people, uh, I I don't know. I just think that he uh, I I think that he could have been better in terms of his passing. And in speaking of passing, uh. Don't let the accuracy numbers lie to you, right? 88% passing from Bayern Munich in this game. But Bayern attempted 689 passes this game. Do not fool yourselves. Bayern's possession in the midfield this game was poor. 
very poor. There were so many lazy passes, so much lazy dribbling in the midfield. People were giving the ball away like it was candy at a carnival. Like nobody was able to maintain good possession in like the attacking midfield or even in the center midfield. There were often bodies flying everywhere, really on both teams. But I wish that Bayern did a better job, right? And to Dortmund's credit, right, like, Bayern's 88% accuracy on 689 passes looked poor, but Dortmund's 72% passing on 356 passes, I didn't take away the same assessment that I did from Bayern, despite the fact that their accuracy is worse. I think Dortmund had a pretty good passing game this game, and I think that Bayern really needs to improve that or... Maybe this is just a fluke or a drop in the bucket. Uh, 65% possession from Bayern Munich. That's uh, that's pretty expected. The third thing I want to talk about, at least from a Bayern standpoint, is that the attacking was something. It wasn't good until the very end, but it was something. Because here's what happened. Uh, in terms of shots on goal, four shots on Three on goal for Borussia Dortmund. 27 shots, nine on goal for Bayern Munich. That is awful. That is terrible, right? Especially when you consider that technically means that Marvin Hitz was the better goalkeeper today because he kept out five shots from the net. Manuel Neuer kept one out from the net. That's not that great of a showing from Neuer, but then again, keeping in mind, Bayern's 65% possession, most of it coming uh, in Dortmund's half, right? But you put 27 shots up, you put nine on goal, right? Like, I know I know Bayern won 4-2, Right, but keep in mind, at the half, Bayern had four shots on goal from f- 14. Right, the shooting accuracy was not there for Bayern tonight. We have to be honest with that. They did not do well in terms of shooting accuracy. Uh, it's a good thing that they ended up finding something at the end, but it was not their day. Headers were flying all over the place. We saw shots going into orbit from this team. Uh, I think that that's something that we absolutely need to work on. And, you know, I'm not about to come out here and say that Nicolas Zula needs to go ahead and start working on his headers, but he had three headed attempts. I think one of them went on goal, and it was a really weak one, and then the other two were very far away. So if Nick wants to keep playing at right back and he keeps wanting to keep pushing up, I think that's probably something that he should go ahead and work on. Um... The next person that I want to talk about, Leon Goretzka, right? It was a tale of two halves, really, right? One of the people that I think really did not do well in the first half in terms of their passing accuracy and their dribbling accuracy was Leon Goretzka. He did not do that well. Uh, And then coming out of the second half, it really looked like that that foul on Royce should have been a penalty. I think in real time, I can forgive the ref because at first I did not think it was a penalty uh, and I don't think that there was enough contact to really go to VAR. But you look at that, like that back angle, Bayern fans, you can you can come closer, right? Like come closer, come closer. 
it's okay. It's okay to admit that that was a penalty because it was a penalty, right? He didn't go for the ball. He didn't really get the ball. He kind of shoved Royce off while he was attacking, right? It's okay to admit that we got away with one, right? Because in reality, we did get away with that one. That that should have been a penalty. I will give that to Dortmund fans. It should have been a penalty. I think it should have been a penalty. I think Royce or Holland would have stepped up and would have taken that, and then it would have been 3-2. You, you're not you're not going to find any argument from me on that one. I think that is a penalty. It should have been called. I think VAR should have reviewed that, but I can understand why they didn't, because it looked like a 50-50 challenge. In real time, sped up from afar, from the camera angle, it looked like a 50-50 challenge. But looking at it again, it should have been a penalty. It should have, it really, it really should have been a penalty. And I think it's okay for Bayern fans to admit that it should have been a penalty. And my hope is just that in the future, uh, that improves. Though I will point something out that I saw very funny on Twitter from uh, Manuel Veth from Transfermarkt. Shout out to him. And he just said, like, by, like Dortmund would ever get a penalty in Munich. And that's a fair assessment. It doesn't mean that that wasn't a penalty. And I don't think that's, what he was getting at. I think he thinks that it was. And if he doesn't think that he can come on the podcast and explain, but no, I think that was a penalty and I can understand why Dortmund fans are angry. Cause that really could have, and really should have been, uh, but to go from that to really brushing yourself off and being able to find the game winner is fantastic, right? That's excellent for him. I'm very glad that he was able to come up with the winner because that's exactly what we needed. And now the final person that we need to talk about, the main man up front, Robert Lewandowski. His first goal was very good. Way to keep running with the play, way to get in there. Um, yeah, excellent job on that first one. Uh, the moment that the penalty was given, I knew that Lewandowski was going to take it. And I knew that uh, he was going to score, and that was that. And then that third goal was fantastic. That was just, that was cheeky, that was lucky, uh, and that was great overall. But what's more important is that, what, there are 38, game, 30, 38 games in a Bundesliga season, right? We just wrapped up match day 24, uh, Gerd Müller's record of most goals in a Bundesliga season is 40. Erling Haaland and Andre Silva are tied for second in the Bundesliga goal-scoring table with 19. Robert Lewandowski has 31. He is in single digits. He is nine goals away from tying Gerd Müller's record of most goals in a Bundesliga season. And I'm going to be rooting for him the entire way through, especially considering that Bayern have a fun game coming up next Saturday against Werder Bremen, who are pretty low in the table, right? They're in the bottom half of the table, so it's quite possible that Lewandowski could keep adding to that table. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I know it's a longer one, but Forgive me, it's it's uh, it's Der Klassiker, so I can get away with having a longer Der Ausblick. So, 
Thank you all for listening. Please be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, and download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. You can find me there at Jefferson Fenner. And until next time, where we give you a full episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works show, we will see you later. Enjoy yourselves today. Enjoy yourselves this weekend. Celebrate responsibly. And we will see you all later. Auf Wiedersehen.